you did something that I would never have done, and I didn't think anyone would outside of teens, but you uh, have done the unthinkable, and you have gone through the American Pie uh, spinoff series. Yep. Yep. And what? let's go through those in order real quick. Let's list them off. All right. So we have uh, American Pie, American Pie 2, and then within the, uh, you know, before pre-spinoff, then we have uh, American Wedding and American Reunion. And then we go to number five, which is American Pie Bandcamp. That one was still a real movie. That one's still... Did I go to theaters? I believe so. Because that one was still... And I've actually talked to a couple people who are a bit younger than me because I wanted to ask about that one. And all of them knew about Bandcamp as a real movie and that it was still an, an actual thing. So seemingly, yeah, Bandcamp is a, was, a, was a real movie, even though... Well, here, we'll do that. But... uh so yeah, Bandcamp, and then after that, we're purely straight to video, um, only only for people who hate themselves, kind of thing. Because also at this point, as we get to number six, which is the Naked Mile, the internet has become the beast, started to become the beast that it is, right? So the appeal of these movies, in theory, is right. You can let's say it's typically a group of dudes who are like, oh, there's nudity in these. Very simply, people party. There's going to be boobs. Let's watch them. But that's already really not even a thing anymore. They kept <laughs> existing. So uh, some for some reason, Universal kept producing these movies. Uh, so that leads us to American Pie. Number six, The Naked Mile. And then uh, seven, Beta House. Eight, The Book of Love. And then most recently, last year, after a nearly decade break, we have Girls Rules. And what's interesting, too, is they started calling it American Pie Presents. And then these uh, attempting to do some sort of National Lampoon's thing, I guess. Uh, but again, you know, none of that really exists. So, yeah, there's there's uh, nine movies in the canon. And just uh, PSA for anyone else who uh, wants to put themselves through this common misconception. There's a movie called uh, Hole in One uh, that has if you if you are searching uh, articles, because there are some, unfortunately, about the American Pie franchise, you will stumble across Hole in One, not actually an American Pie movie, uh, just simply stars the kid who would play what we'll get into the legacy of Stifler's. Uh, he, the kid who played Stifler's cousin, uh, stars in this movie and when it came out overseas to boost DVD sales. Uh, somebody slapped American Pie pie presents on the dvd cover but lucky for you and lucky for me and i'm so glad i found that out before i watched it uh hole in one is not part of the canon. <laughs> i know you're into the rest of these but avoid hole in one yeah there are not 10 thank fucking god <laughs> yet. yeah yeah well, there'll be more okay so let's give us a little brief rock walkthroughs highlights of these uh series so we'll go in order band camp um <clears throat> I will say is definitely the least entertaining and most boring of the entire series. It is the, none of the jokes land, nothing is interesting. Basically it's just a big jump off of uh, the whole gimmick of number one, which is that you without uh, the consent of the person set up a camera. Right. And 
the shit with Shannon Elizabeth. And so basically this one is an extension of that where uh, baby Stifler. So, and that's the connection through the whole series is Stifler, by the way, they keep this all going through the lineage of fucking Stifler. Uh, but Stifler never appears. Never. <laughs> There's not even like a weird, like late period uh, Pink Panther thing where it's like they photograph a guy with like spike tips, frosted tips from behind. I kept waiting for that to happen, but there is zero Sean William Scott outside of the four theatrical American Pie films. Wow. And he kind of becomes the star of American Wedding, too. Yeah. Totally. Stifler's on the rise. Yeah. He um, apparently didn't want the paychecks. Because a lot of people did. And again, there are budgets for these movies, which is also very weird. Um, One guy did want that paycheck from the original series. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Bandcamp, I'll be very brief because it's not even worth talking about that much. Uh, Stifler's little brother, uh, you know, is a piece of shit, fucks around in school. And so the principal... Is this Stifler's little brother from American Pie 1 and 2? Is it the same actor? No. Damn, couldn't even get they couldn't even get the kid Stifler. <laughs> but they could get Eugene Levy for like all of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. go on. Yeah, so he, you know, he's doing Stifler shit, being a piece of shit. And so the principal, who is the Shermanator from the original American Pie movies, who's actually very, the Shermanator. Actually the Shermanator, who is very excited to torture a Stifler. And so he basically is like, look, you don't graduate. Because he pulls a gag where he sprays pepper spray on all the band geek stuff right before their big performance. So they all throw Hilarious up. gag, yeah. Great shit like that. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, you either are, are expelled and out of school and won't graduate and don't get to go to college and do college stuff with your brother, or you have to go to band camp because that's where you learn life lessons and shit. So anyway, he goes to band camp. And he orders, because it's a through line, one of the through lines of the series is all these kids are really fucking rich. And so he orders, and they even show the price tags on screen. He orders, I didn't tally it because I decided early on to try to be kind to myself and not get that obsessed. Life's too short. Yeah, he spends thousands of dollars in seconds ordering surveillance equipment from this weird website so that he can set up cameras in the bathrooms and make basically band geeks gone wild. Because even though we don't see Sean William Scott, what we learn is that he is the progenitor of girls gone wild, essentially. And he is making those, but he won't let his little brother help. So in an effort to impress (laughs) the original Stifler, he's like, I'm going to make band geeks gone wild, but without any of them knowing it. And then he will love me and let me be his brother and be proud of me and all that shit. But we're in the American Pie universe, so... That's a hell of a plot. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. So he films all these all these girls in the shower, and there's a robot involved that can get into different places to film girls, too. And, you know, he puts it all together, but at the end of the day, uh, as with all these movies... He falls in love with the nice girl. And when he gets to the clip that he took of her in the shower, he's like, I can't do this and deletes the whole project and everyone's in love. Yada, yada. Wow. That's being camp. Truly, truly one of the least uh, engaging movies I've ever sat through. It sounds uh, like, it sounds like a, a, your typical, you know, like uh Truffaut's day for night, like behind the scenes, <laughs> like putting together, putting together <laughs> projects. 
<laughs> yeah, it's basically like a day for night uh, meets beware of a holy horror. You yeah. know. Is yeah. That- Probably more the the latter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So that that's that one. Um, <clears throat> really, no memorable gags. Soundtrack also sucks, which was a big really? red flag. Now, what year is this? Oh, here, let me. Where did I? I've misplaced my notes. Let's see. Yeah, Bandcamp's two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. So it's our. You know, we're we're the same age, roughly, right? So our junior yeah. year of high school ish that would be my yeah that would have been my journey yeah yeah so yeah 2005 um and yeah uh shockingly light on nudity and what you'd expect from these movies not that it's not there and it is a special kind of sleazy i will say it's when it starts to it begins to really get the vibe the really dark vibe (laughs) that will set in oh i'm looking at the cover of it right now yeah um but yeah like at the end of the day it kind of feels like a smutty direct-to-video movie made by nerds um who have not experienced smutty things in real life okay well the soundtrack does contain breaking benjamin andrew wk it has good charlotte's the anthem and uh jimmy world's the middle yeah so it's uh, checking the boxes there, I guess. They're still but... following what they're supposed to do, but I think maybe it's also just when I was getting bored with that shit, to be fair. <clears throat> All right. And also, as far as quick aside, in the realm of these teen sex comedies, if we're going to do Jimmy World, Van Wilder has two Jimmy World needle drops and does it way better. So, Oh, you know. yeah. Van Wilder does it much better. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, continuing on. American Pie, number six presents the naked mile um i was texting you during during this one um because uh-huh. i was pretty floored by how crass things get uh okay the, the just the there's not a lot that needs to be said but the opening of this movie and you know if you're listening i assume you're with us <laughs> but uh i guess fair warning because we're about to talk about a lot of really gross fluids because that's what these movies really start to lean into is bodily fluids so the opening of american pie six is uh the a cousin of the stifler family that everyone including his father is deeply ashamed of because he's a virgin and so ever like his dad calls him all sorts of nice names uh everyone in school is like what is wrong with you none of the stiflers will talk to him uh, you know, that kind of thing. But the start of the movie is uh, his mom is checking if he's ready to go for brunch, which they seemingly do at least, you know, b- biweekly uh, with his very old grandmother. And he is pretending to be sick so that he can get out of this brunch. And, you know, parents feel bad, yada, yada, you know, get better, feel better, whatever. The moment, of course, they leave the house, uh, which could be a relatable thing for many teenagers, I would say. But the moment they leave the house, he's like, oh, time to jerk off. Uh, But one of the running jokes in the movie is because the internet is becoming the thing it was, everyone makes fun of him because he watches, uh, oh God, what do they call it? Dumpster porn, which means big box VHS tapes. Everyone's like, why do you watch this shit, right? But so he pulls out his favorite big box VHS porn, 
goes downstairs to the living room for some reason. I, I guess it's the only place the VCR is. Uh, pops the tape in, puts headphones on, I guess, so he can really blast the, you know. Oh, he's going to blast, sounds like. Yeah. And so he uh, turns that on and starts to go, uh, starts to do his thing. And naturally, uh, we cut to the parents and they've picked up grandma and grandma's like, you left the coupon on the counter. I'll be damned if we're not going to save ten dollars, you know. And so, of course, mom, dad and grandma start to approach the house as this uh, this uh, shameful virginal stifler is nearing climax. And uh, the moment they come in, and remember, he has headphones on, crucial. Um, the moment they come in is the moment he is uh, about to come, and he turns around, and in graphic detail, I don't mean this is suggested, I don't mean a little bit, in graphic detail, comes all over his mother, his father, and his grandmother, who immediately has a heart attack and dies. So that is the pre-credit sequence. To American Pie Six, The Naked Mile, is he kills his grandmother with his semen, and it, and I and that's why like I couldn't. That's why I was texting you so much because I was like I just can't. Oh, I'm starting to like lose my mind. I feel like I'm in a K hole. How is this real? <laughs> man, dousing your grandmother with your your jizz and killing her. Is- and they show it too. Again, like they 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 put the time in with the, whoever the props team was to have ejaculate to launch all over everyone hilarious yep and uh and what happens after (laughs) well after that after that the the titular naked mile starts to come into play which it is at a local university uh every year god the the continuation is so weird through this stuff so eugene levy's character when he was in college as a protest against i assume vietnam they probably say it and i can't remember right now um but now it has just become you know an excuse to get naked but don't worry there's also local news coverage that shows these uh you know freshly 19 year old kids in all their glory on local television it's wild shit but anyway that comes in and all the boys his friends his group of friends they're like this is the chance we can finally uh we can go see all these college girls and you can lose your virginity. And he also got it so convoluted, but he also has a, he has a girlfriend uh, and she's not ready to have sex yet, but he is. And she feels bad about it because we're in the American pie universe. And so since she feels bad about not wanting to have sex yet, she says, you know what? You have a hall pass for the weekend. You can do whatever you want. The classic so thing that girls give their boyfriends just to yeah. Call, yeah. It's another big movie trope. There's a lot of these hall passes going around. Yes. So she gives them that. They go to <clears throat> they go to college. Uh, God, there are so many things. <laughs> There's so much shit here. Okay, I need to know how does Eugene Levy play into any of these fucking movies? He's not related to the okay. Stifler family. So he's barely in Band Camp and barely in Naked Mile. It is a tiny bit, like basically a scene. God, I'm so I was so convinced. See, this is the the beauty and the power of marketing. I was always so convinced that Eugene Levy played a like more significant role in these yeah. movies. Well, he does. He does in seven and eight. Can't wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's. See. I like that he took the series seriously at seven and eight. He was like, enough of these are just little quick appearances. I'm gonna oh, yep. give him a meteor role. 
It's insane. But so, yeah, um, the things worth mentioning, uh, again, more fluids. There's a gag where, because when they, okay, so when they get to the college, there's another Stifler that's in college there who's the cousin of this kid. And he is, uh, he's like trying to show him a good time, right? And he's like, look, yes, yes, I'm ashamed, but you know, whatever, let's party. I'll show you a good time. At one point, right before the Naked Mile starts, before they start running, he gives them all pills. They think it's ecstasy, so they take them immediately, but turns out it's Viagra. And so his two friends who took those pills are like, oh, shit. And Stifler is like, don't worry, I've got an idea to make you fucking legends. And so at the party that follows Naked Mile, uh, which, you know, of course, is this just... uh, insane Dionysian <laughs> fucking orgy. They have some crazy uh, parties in these movies. Yeah, crazy party. He decides to come up with these dick games involving their forever hard penises. And the one that I will bring up is, uh, there are lots of them. It goes on for, there are a lot of montages in this one. It's really weird. Really, really weird. With all these fucking like Breaking Benjamin songs and Jimmy and World songs. But yeah, there's one part where he's like, okay, I've got it. And of course, you know, two two hot ladies in a scantily clad, um, they each have a bucket and they hang them on their hard penises. And then Stifler, the cousin Stifler, the older one, gives them each a pitcher of beer. And the game is they pour it into the bucket and whoever can 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 still hold the bucket up wins. Right. The hard penis. Yeah. From the Viagra that they thought was ecstasy. <laughs> I just can't believe all this shit is real. What's the game? So the game is like their dick so stays. The everyone's watching and cheering, like to see who whose penis can withstand more weight, basically, is the gimmick and be a bigger legend. But again, keep in mind we are firmly an American Pie dude verse still. And so there is of of course zero male nudity, like a, a butt periodically, but you know, none of that. Yeah. And it's also of note, this is the first time we have full frontal to a really uncomfortable graphic degree. When it comes to women, yeah, yeah, it's really uncut. It really, it really did feel like a nasty, like penthouse produced Skinamax movie that's on like five a.m. on Sunday, <laughs> just truly like the dreck of the earth. But anyway, so during that contest, one of the boys, and he's the one who acts the most like a stifler, right? Like he's gross and horrible and all these things, but. Anyway, this girl starts to pour the beer and he re- and he, he likes the pressure and she gets excited that he likes the pressure. And, and uh, it's hard to tell for sure whether she just smacks his ass or puts a finger inside, but does that. And that turns him on to such a degree that while he's holding this bucket on his penis, he comes. And again, the props department shows up for semen to spray on the front row of this party who all think it's only hilarious that they've just literally been come on. And so after that happens... How are these kids throwing so much rope like that? What's going on here? No, it's insane. But so that happens. And of course, he's panicked for a second. And then the way they cut it is you just see the bucket start to dip. And you hear the audience go, oh, oh. And then it lifts back up and then Stifler goes, he's still going. And everyone cheers because he's still hard. Uh, and that's kind of the shit we're dealing with. And the last thing I'll say about this one, or last couple of things. Yeah. The one, the one benefit I will get it is this is the first time the, uh, like always kind of required 
at least little dash of homophobia that has been present up to this point. Always has to be a little. Every time it's gone because there's one guy in the fraternity that they're staying at who they all love to get fucked up because he just loses control and he's crazy. But what we learn is that means he usually sleeps with a dude, but no one makes him fun of, makes fun of him for sleeping with a dude. They just make fun of him for not being able to control himself. And then it culminates in him having a threesome with a woman, a man, and a monkey. That's what the, that's what the I know what these gays are up to. Yep, you know. And then uh, you know, we'll we'll do a quote. I texted you this quote after I watched it, but uh the uh, the final thing we'll say about uh American Pie Six, the naked mile, is I'm adrift in a sea of boobies and my balls are scraping the pavement. Beautiful. And that's what they say right before the naked mile begins. <laughs> yep. All right. So on to uh, American Pie presents the Beta House, aka American Pie Seven. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. This one continues the bodily function obsession. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Come everywhere, but we also add this time. We also add uh, female ejaculation. Um, about time, ladies. But couched in uh, some brief transphobia. So they, uh, you know, they get to college. They're pledging the beta house. This is the same Stifler relative who we met in the last movie. But now they're pledging to be part of that frat, right? They, of course, meet, you know, a group of lovely ladies very quickly. And... One of the boys uh, meets this uh, Southern gal, right? About her accent and all that. And every time to speed things up, every time they're about to hook up or do anything, she's like, oh, I'm t- I can't, I can't. I'm too nervous, all this, right? And not typical to American Pie, which is part of what we'll talk about with Seven, is he's very much like, that's totally okay. No worries, you know doing that thing. It's good. Yeah. But of course he talks to his friends about it and they're like, she has a dick. That's definitely what it is. Cause she continually goes down on him. Every time she gets uncomfortable, she's like, why don't I just take care of you? And every time he tries to go down on her, she freaks out. Right. I remember always when a girl wouldn't give it up, I'd say, yep, there, that is the answer. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so they, uh, yeah, so all the friends are like, she has a penis. Um, of note, though, I will say, and I know I'm stretching here, but I hope everyone will bear with me because of what I just put myself through and where my brain is at. I did, I did notice that all of the boys who told him over and over about the penis did say she the whole time. And so, you know, potentially not a misgendering problem, whatever. American Pie 7 is not canceled yet. <laughs> well, it was, you know, I just noticed, I will say, no one made the joke and then was like, oh my God, it's a dude. No one said that. They kept, they kept saying she, and I just thought it was interesting and surprising. Uh, but anyway, it culminates, of course, in him being very, very nervous. And towards the closing of the movie, they're at this party and she says, I have a surprise for you. Grabs his hand. And oh, sorry, I guess I should have said spoiler alert. <laughs> for oh, the- no. Yeah, please check out now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she grabs his hand, puts it between her legs, and he makes a face and she goes, I'm not wearing panties. Uh, and then they go do their thing. Turns out uh, 
we learn as he goes down on her and then she very, very quickly is about to come. She comes and turns out her big secret was squirting. <laughs> and so that happens, he's elated. And immediately after, because again, in the American Pie verse, uh, you know, there's no uh, bedroom etiquette of any variety. So that happens and then instantly he gets up and goes outside with no shirt on, hasn't put clothes on. And the Stifler cousin is standing there and is like, whoa, did you take a dip in the pool, man? And he's like, nope, wasn't that. And then that Stifler takes his hand, rubs it across his chest and, you know, rubs his fingers together and is like, oh, the elusive female ejaculation. Congratulations, bud. Not many girls can do that. Um, so that's a really uh who are the writers of these movies who i haven't convinced these are true like none of these people have ever had sexual relations for funsies the writers are almost always the same writers as the original american pie movies but mm -hmm. i did write down because i think it's fun the writer of beta house that we're currently discussing is none other than eric Lindsay, who was apparently a pa on con air <laughs> landed his big gig Yep, got his big big gig. Um, and then there's also we also uh, bring in uh, bestiality into number seven. Lovely, because the basically the beta houses versus the geek house, which is a bunch of very rich tech dudes who are going to be millionaires. So all the girls are going there now. They're fighting. It culminates in Eugene Levy hosting something else because that's the gimmick they do now. Is Eugene Levy used to do something at this college? Or in this world so they find out he used to host these greek games right uh before the university banned them and so eugene levy returns for a, a significant role he's in why does he keep returning is does he is there is there a gym cousin involved or is it just he likes to still party i mean i assume it's just paychecks very purely it's got to be because the because they're still universal movies keep that in mind that these are still at this point universal logo comes before you watch them every time so uh anyway he comes to host these games and bring them back and the bet is like if the beta house wins they get to take over the fancy geek house if the geek house wins uh the beta house has to leave campus forever and go away because everyone hates stifler and you know yada yada but yeah so he hosts of course the first game of the greek games is uh undoing bras which continues the uh, the tradition of number six of just an astonishing amount of nudity, like more than softcore movies, more than a lot of porn. Honestly, there's more nudity in these latter American Pie movies than like most pornography. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. But the one thing I did want to highlight about Beta House is that it is a a marked turn in the series towards a softness so six is very aggressively masculine right like it's i thought of old school while watching it where it's like that todd phillips kind of like truly like aggro like you know just mm -hmm. truly do not care that women exist unless they need to do something with them or to them you know like that kind of terrifying shit that todd phillips loves that was very present in six seven is kind of soft and even though there's still all this crazy shit going on it 
it does not feel that same like darkness to it. It feels more fun. The women feel like they're more in on it this time. Don't get me wrong. Still, <laughs> you know, we're still doing lots of boob close-ups and lots of all that shit, but there's a lot more softness to it. And uh, I don't know. It was, it was surprising to me at that point that we turned in that direction. Cause after six, I was like, I don't know if I can do this because it was get like six truly like made me really sad about the world. Uh, beta house was a surprise despite the bestiality. Um, <laughs> despite so many things, I don't know. At the end of the day, it didn't make me feel like dirty and fucking gross. Instead. I was just like, this is kind of some dumb shit for some weird sex freaks, whatever. Cause there's some like S and M shit. There's some, strange dildo play between men and women like there's you know it got i don't know it felt a little more open to the world rather weird male fantasies that most american pie shit is what takes what takes place after this uh uh, heartwarming turn with uh seven uh eight was here to remind me that i'm a fucking idiot for thinking that we were headed in that direction eight i will say in the realm of 90s and 2000s not just teen sex comedies, but R-rated comedies, hard R comedies. It is the darkest shit I've ever seen, by far. By far. Tom Katz and Old School both are like two thumbs up teacher kids. It beats Tom Katz. Wow. Aggressively. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's one thing I'm just... All right. I'll give you a, a quick cast of who's involved because it's hilarious. Roseanne Arquette's in this movie. What? Uh, Dustin Diamond, Screech. Uh, right after he leaked. Oh, right. Thomas Howell, Christopher Knight of Brady Bunch fame, uh, and the craziest fucking Kevin Federline plays a Canadian border officer. And Brett Michaels, right after Rock of Love, is wrapping up. Cool. And uh, the director, uh, John, John Putch, I think is his name, uh, directed uh, Beethoven's Christmas Adventure, which is Beethoven 7, which will connect to number nine here in a second. But basically, uh, yeah, I'm going to put this all into one sentence. Easiest way to say it, I'm not going to repeat the scene that truly like haunted me. All I will say is that scene was made for and by the kind of boys who only wanted to play Grand Theft Auto so they could beat prostitutes. That's what that, that's what that scene was made by and for. And it like chilled me to the fucking bone. It was crazy. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Right, you're gonna have to tell me about this when we're not forced. I, will. I, just don't mean, I just don't want to put it out into the world, honestly. And then the one, I don't know if this director, again, illustrious director of Beethoven's Christmas Adventure, uh, thought they were pulling a hat trick by doing something so abysmal and bleak and gnarly with the ending that they pulled. Because after all of these movies were eight movies in. Stifler gets a comeuppance that blew my mind and it doesn't matter the setup to it. The kids are partying. They're on a ski trip, right? One of the millions of girls that Stifler has wronged hunts him down and finally gets him to talk to her. She ends up locking him outside of the ski lodge that they're all at and everyone's watching and laughing. And then I kid you not. And again, I checked this because I thought I had dreamt it or that I, Something bad was happening. Stifler is raped by a CGI moose while a CGI raccoon giggles and watches. I just, 
Yep. And then shortly thereafter, what I mentioned, man, what I'll mention later is uh, Elliot Smith's song Say Yes comes on the soundtrack as everyone, uh, you know, again, because we're in American Pie as all. Not while he's getting violated by the moose. No, but not long after. Not long after. Uh, but yeah, so and also this it's it's worth noting that this moose looks like it is from a first gen PlayStation game. It's unreal, it doesn't even leave footprints in the snow. Like they don't even they don't even uh, it's they just, know their audience, they don't need to bother with the footprints. Yeah, but yeah, that's where we that's where we culminate. And I I still can't believe it's real, but American Pie 8, Stifler, I guess, gets his. And then I'll be real brief about the last one. This is a total changeup, right? So they had stopped, right? After, I assume, maybe someone at Universal was like, oh my God, did you guys see that moose scene? <laughs> Let's call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There were no footprints in the snow. <laughs> um, okay. So this next one, this is all girls, right? For the most part? Yeah. Our main cast is four girls. Cool. Yeah. And... Uh, to connect to what we just talked about, this is directed by someone named Mike Elliott, who I learned got his start under the wing of Roger Corman. Not a real name, Mike stretch. Elliott. So basically during the time when Roger Corman, a movie I will defend personally, but most people don't agree. When Roger Corman was making shit like Frankenstein Unbound uh, and was really like starting to grasp for stuff as far as what he's producing. Anyway, Mike Elliott worked for him, like was his right-hand man. Uh, I don't know that for sure. It's just the time. So I assume that's kind of, that's, um, but anyway, after, so Mike Elliott leaves the wing of Roger Corman and starts his own production company and then produces, uh, and makes a movie called Casper meets Wendy starring Hillary Duff, which I remember from my youth. And then also makes, uh, Beethoven number six, Beethoven's big break produces and directs that one so that's the lineage of uh mike elliott who all of you please google what this man looks like because it's really a special treat before you click on netflix and watch girls rules well, I'm uh, it up. oh yeah and uh danny trejo is basically in a wordless role in this one uh most of his scenes it seems like they shot in a random studio somewhere and just cut into the movie because he's rarely on screen with anyone else he has a dancing scene while he's wearing pajamas at a i would say prom but in this movie it's called morp because the girls ask the guys so you know prom backwards but uh anyway honestly i don't have a lot to say about this one other than it was kind of charming does this Kind of fucking charming. I had a good time. Uh, all the same beats are hit. I don't know in different ways, and it's fun because we get we get our first woman who is a stifler, and in some ways she's similar, right? Like so, she is. It's very clear. Uh, she just you know she fucks whoever she wants. She just does whatever she wants. Gets whatever she wants always. You know, until, of course, you know, we're going to fall in love and do the same pie thing. But her basically her introduction scene is pretty wild because she has her principal tied up in the boiler room of the school. And she's wearing this crazy S&M get up and he's losing his mind. And then she, uh, you know, within a couple seconds is, you know, pulls out the phone pictures and videos and all that shit and just leaves him down there and is basically like this is for 
harassing me my entire school life and all the other girls that you have and all this shit. And that's how we begin. Um, and I'm truly trying to be nice here because <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to be a nicer person in life, I guess. But I will say, and I know people are going to get mad at me, but if we're going to talk about token switches, right. We're going to talk about a series that is truly just like, this is what's hot right now. Girls being sexual, girls being powerful, cock blockers, um, book smart. Let's do it. Right. And your favorite movie. Yeah. And I am, look, I'm here to, I will always acknowledge what we're dealing with here. Right. Book smart. People are excited about for a lot of reasons being mostly created by women. And obviously I'm never here to disparage that. And anyway, it's always not great. on mic anyway. Yeah. But, and again, I will acknowledge American Pie Nine Girls Rules was directed by a dude, written by three dudes, and half produced by dudes. But as far as the movies that have made, that have been made literally to cash in on whether it's hashtag girl boss or girl power or whatever, this is the one I liked the most. I don't know. At the end of the at the end of the day, I had a good time. I had some laughs. It's not great. It's not even all that good necessarily. But I don't know. It didn't it didn't feel like it was reaching as hard as the others do for me. And I appreciate that. And these girls, I had a good time with. I was convinced they were real characters. Uh the the jokes for the most part um aren't that easy. And the silly American Pie style shit is fun. Like one of the girls whose fetish is JFK in a really fun way. Like she's just, that's the only thing that like truly turns her on. And I think that's funny inherently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Also, she's a sex toy fanatic, right? And so she has uh, Benoit balls in all the time at school until. These are high schoolers? Yes. Okay. Very, as, as in the tradition, very clearly 20 somethings playing high schoolers. Uh, but um, yeah, this girl has been while balls in at school most of the time until there's a, a moment where she meets a dude she's crushing on and he says something that just really lights her up and then you hear clunk and one of them falls to the ground. I kind of liked this movie uh, at the end of the day. And I'm definitely raw and feeling weird after doing this, uh, after digging through all these movies. And I was certainly desperate for positivity. <laughs> Yeah. And like a lack of darkness, but as as many easy shots as they could have taken, or how like uh, you know annoyingly uh, woke, I guess as things could have been, it really wasn't that much. I was I don't know. They're almost real people, and I had a good time with them. I don't know. So at the end of the day, I kind of like girls' rules. That's well. I'm, I'm glad that you went on this journey. I feel like this was like you know like when a war correspondent, you know, goes overseas <laughs> and um, one, we're happy you're back. I wasn't going to do it. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad that I know someone now who's actually done it because, you know, if it's late enough and I can't sleep, I might put girls rules on. That doesn't sound awful. I think you won't have a bad time and there'll be, there'll be definitely be things that irk you, but they quickly go away because it's pretty harmless at the end of the day. Is Eugene Levy in this one? No, first time ever. That's interesting. Because he doesn't need that shit. He's got shit's Creek, so I don't think he needs these bit rolls anymore because him and his kid now, you know, pulled that shit off, which good for them. But so that's my guess, is that he no longer needs to say yes to random small shit because he's kind of a star again. 
Thank God. I'm glad someone pulled Eugene out of the trenches there. As we were kind of revisiting these movies, um, not all of it, especially the stuff that we had talked about outside of these spinoff series was so excruciating. I mean, some of it was pretty bad, but for the most part, it was an enjoyable trip through. The one that I did do, I don't know if you watched it, was so since we're talking about sex comedies, teen sex comedies, you know, we were talking about how um, Porky's sort of lays the foundation for this. Porky's, Porky's 2 the next day and Porky's Revenge. And we're going into the discussion of the straight to DVD sex comedies. And we came across um, there was a straight to DVD Porky's actually not even straight to DVD. As we found out, this is a an Ashcan production, which in the industry is uh, when someone wants to hold the rights to a movie and they're con- like, you know, their their time holding that IP is running out. They have to make something in order to retain the rights. The Hellraiser series did this pretty. I, I never saw it. It just sounded stupid. Oh, but it's just it's pretty unreal. Yeah. So. I sat through maybe 10 minutes of the Porky's um, movie, the 2009 Porky's movie, uh, which is called Porky's Porky's Pimp and Peewee. We all remember the character of Peewee from the original one. There's a new Peewee. They don't explain what his connection is to the original Peewee. But in terms of crassness, I think this had to, this had to take the cake. I, I, I'm not even going to repeat the uh things i heard in this movie but this was one of the most like i couldn't be entirely sure i wasn't hallucinating it and um anyway not that it really bears much discussion but this is the deep extent that this world goes is that someone had to make one more porkies to retain the rights to the franchise so for you uh Porky's heads out there. This this could be a big turning point because there could be more Porky's on the way. <laughs> and also it's worth mentioning because we've been talking about these directors doing these really strange, you know, direct-to-video or Ashcan or whatever movies. The person who directed the Porky's you're talking about, Brian Trenchard Smith, is a bit of a cult legend, you know, because he's a fucking stunt rock. Dead End Drive-In, fucking Turkey Shoot, uh, a couple Leprechauns, I think. I forget which ones, but I think maybe, I think it's like three and four or four and five. We have to figure that out right now. I need to know which Leprechaun. Wait, let's see. Definitely seems like he did Leprechaun. He definitely did. Okay, yeah, he did three and four. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it looks like he did. It looks like he did the one where the Leprechaun goes to Vegas. Yep. Yeah. So he did Vegas and space and space, which also has some very American. If I remember Leprechaun four in space, I remember there's a, uh, there's a couple of bodily fluid jokes. I believe there's a Leprechaun peen on someone when he's like gigantic. (laughs) Anyway. um, The demons too. Yeah. Brian Trenchard Smith has some, like I would say quality stuff under his belt, but it's, it's just interesting to see I don't know the world of these, the world of these like working filmmakers. And when I say working, I mean, I guess closer akin to like a working class style of being an artist, you know, like it's not, it's not like they make 
one movie and then they're set for a minute. Like these are people that are, while they're making one of these movies, they're lining up their next three so that they can make sure they can pay their bills and shit. And it's just an interesting whole different world. We're and in man cinema, involved yeah. in teen sex comedies. I will mention that American Pie 3, also known as American Wedding, is directed by none other than Bob Dylan's son. Uh, <laughs> not the Wallflowers kid, but the other one. He also did How High. Oh my God. Wow. I did not know that at all. It's pretty wild. Are you um, serious? I'm serious. And I am pretty sure they play a Bob Dylan song in the third one. Oh my God. And I want to say it's Forever Young, but I haven't, I haven't checked. I hope it's the like the fucking insane song that uh, Jacob Dylan, the other Dylan, does for the Roland Emmerich's Godzilla movie. Man, the soundtrack to the Godzilla movie was great. That that was where P Diddy took on the point of view of Godzilla. Yep, and rapped about uh, it. Rage Against the Machine and Rob Zombie's there, and you know it's it's really like a it's like a Matrix dry run in a lot of ways. Like you swap out the wallflowers for some uh, industrial and then you're pretty much doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Wallflowers for static X. <laughs> I mean, that is an interesting thing about these movies as much as we like, they, they exist in our head because they were movies that we were too young to really know what they were talking about in these movies. So like things like for young boys uh, interested in girls, this is like a very uh, fundamental sort of template that you were looking at where you thought that, yeah, I'm going to absolutely have a chance to sleep with my friend's hot mom if the the time is right. And I'm going to meet the world's like, coolest you know skankiest uh band geek who's going to uh just rock my world and shove a trumpet in my ass and you know it's like not well not that i was looking forward to having a trumpet shoved in my ass but i you know i was thinking a lot about like boy this is gonna be great just when i can like get into the, that age and i can be a, a sweet boy and these movies, because of that because of her you have what so many subs were born because of her character, myself included. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that first moment in the first in the first American Pie when she just throws him down and calls him a bitch. I was like, "What is that?" Because it was yeah. like the, it was around the same time that I was, uh, you know, getting really into Courtney Love and Hole and like all this shit. And I was like, "Wow!" And again, being like a you know pretty aggressively sheltered Christian kid part of the biggest rules of those is women don't talk like that women don't say those things and so i was my world was blown open and lit the fuck up by these ladies <laughs> i like to think that like a lot of fun innocent stuff happened but something tells me a lot of these movies set some people up for some pretty dark i think so yeah <laughs>